Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a returning guest. Yes. Louise O'Neill, welcome back. Hi, and now I feel under pressure because you said interesting people. And I'm like, okay, be interesting, be interesting. <laughs> but we'll get there, it'll be fine. No, you're fine. You're yeah. Fine. We're we're right. The last fine. time you were with us, you talked about Enid Blyton. And yes. this time yeah. you're going to go somewhere that is, I feel Enid Blyton adjacent okay but it's mm. like if you turned it all way inside out okay that's yeah, a, yeah. That, right. that's a good way of putting it similar themes similar vibes but just way more dark and metal yeah. it's so funny because <laughs> I, I i hadn't seen it for years yeah. so i watched it last night um with uh, my partner and i was like you're gonna be so creeped out by this you're just gonna be so creeped out and then like i think the wheelers arrived and he's like louise this is crazy <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this <laughs> The second the wheelers are all over, like, oh, this is bad news. Yeah. This is bad news. But then you kind of look real close. It's like a bad Burning Man outfit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, that is very true. Oh my god. Those men. Sorry, now we're skipping ahead, but those men have never been on rollerblades before in their life. They all look so awkward. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Can you tell us what we're what we're watching? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it on is. Some um, it is Return to Oz. Um, so I'm not sure. It's one of those ones where. A lot of people haven't seen it, and um, mm. and but if you if you find someone who saw it as a kid, like they're obsessed with it, yeah. which I think was where I felt because it, it came out in nineteen eighty five, which is the same year that I was born. So I didn't see it until like the early nineties. I'd say it was maybe seven or eight, and I'm like, I don't, it's re- I don't think it's suitable for children. But anyway, yeah, not at all. And I think it's one of those ones that probably any of us who are in the same like early millennial, early millennial kind of age is that you might have caught it on the television mm. and that's how it got stuck in yeah. your brain like yeah, or yeah, you might yeah. have rented it imagining that it would be tonally similar to the Judy Garland classic when in yeah. actual fact it's really not yeah apparently though it's much more similar because I I had read a couple of the books um when I was a child you know just had found them in uh you know the the books that the Wizard of Oz the film is based on and I think actually tonally this is more like the books Mm. that they were much darker actually than what the Judy Garland film sort of portrayed way more so like Bounds Monsters we see most of them in the story Mm. but Bounds Monsters are like top tier like Mm. they're terrifying Mm. they're these were the, the Oz stories were not designed to be sung along to and then that's how they were received in the long run whereas uh I think this, I was reading about it, this one was, a com- the, the Return to Oz was a combination of two of the stories kind of put together. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess you better tell us the story of what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny because so obviously we're back in Kansas after The Wizard of Oz um, and Dorothy is all talk about like, you know, the, the lion and the, and the and this witch and the, the uh, tin man and the scarecrow and everyone thinks that she has gone insane you know and so her um, aunt Em um, and uh, Uncle Henry have decided that they're going to put her into this like really like creepy sort of nurse ratchet style um, mental institution where they're going to perform what I think is some sort of form of electric shock therapy on her so like it's really dark <laughs> like a 10 year old throws you a bulk like I strapped know. to a I bed know. like it's <laughs> I remember when I watched The Craft years later, you're like, oh, yeah. this woman looks really I know, familiar. Where, yeah, so it was her first role. I mean, she's amazing in it. She's she very good. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of it, you would presume, is her, like, against a green screen or, you know, like, some really rudimentary um, special effects. And she's very believable. Like, yeah. you really mm. believe her. Um, so, yeah, so she is kind of, she's about, she's been strapped down to this gurney um, and they're about to perform this, uh, the um, electric shock therapy. And then there is a storm and the power cuts out and there's 
other little girl comes in and um, rescues her. Um, and then she's caught in a storm and she's sort of swept away um, in these rivers, these, this wild water. Um, and then she wakes up and she is back in Oz. But Oz is not looking as shiny um, or as technicolor as the last time we saw it. The Yellow Brick Road is, has been upended. The Emerald City that was really is upsetting. I know pieces of the of the Yellow Brick Road. I know Toto's nowhere to be seen as I well. I know we have yeah. a talking hen. Oh, Belina, Belina, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the choice of dog for Toto almost is emblematic of the whole thing. Like Toto was a real rat dog, man. Yeah, Toto is. yeah. he's so old. He's I such an right. old. Like, His name is Tandy in real life, I think. Oh, he looks yeah. like a brush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a brushy dog. And Toto does not come with her, so she gets landed with this hen. I know this the talking, talking hen. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Like just the collection of characters in it are really odd. Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah, yeah, yeah. they match the the structure of the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and yes. the Lion in that we yes. have like a, a a mechanical creature, a kind of a TikTok, golem. which kind of made me laugh this time. Yeah. I was like, wow, the original TikTok. Here we go. Perfect week for it yeah. as well. Um, and then the like, I guess uh, whatever the the Scarecrow, the the, the skeleton, that or the, head, yeah, the yeah. pumpkin head is, and then. The moose head and sofa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Which so random when so you put it like that. This, that's what he is. Yes, this, um, you know, animated, uh, you know, has come to life. This sofa with a, with a moose head. Makes it's total sense. Tied on, I promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These, like, it, he's, he's very, I think he's this, well, they're all sad. But they match the yes. structure of the animal, the tin person and the scarecrow. Yeah. Less, you know, but they're not at all as joyous or as kind of whimsical they don't no, introduce themselves with songs they introduce oh. themselves with tales of how sad they are that they got there like really sad like TikTok's talking about like how his mind, what was his, his action wound down first so he couldn't move and then his speech and then his speech wound down so he couldn't talk and then his talk ran down so he couldn't think anymore I know. but it's okay because he has never felt either sadness or happiness and he's not yeah. really alive he will never no. be alive yeah, yeah, yeah but he's okay with that I mean it really yeah. sort of fit with the kind of existential crisis I think a lot of us are having yeah. now you're like I want to be like you TikTok you're like first I stopped exercising yeah. then I stopped meeting people and, then and now I'm not thinking. even thinking yeah. Yeah. Smooth, no thinking <laughs> Um, and uh, the, I thought what was really beautiful was the Emerald City like how, what they'd done to the Emerald City mm. and all the like the frozen figures and when Dorothy eventually gets there it's yeah it's very creepy um, and just I think that there's a real sinister in a way that you know even the witch in the original um, Wizard of Oz doesn't it, it doesn't feel as scary like this mm-hmm. feels very menacing and you know it's that sign be, beware of the wheelers written on the wall in red yeah. it's so it jars so heavily doesn't it like yeah and then they appear they these which again was really funny because they were quite um how would i put it quite camp i suppose whereas in my memory they were just these terrifying creatures you know i just remember coming on they're and terrifying like, when you think that it's the mask is the head yes yeah. then once they flip up and it's just like <laughs> actors yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's that scary it's but those mask. those first yeah. appearances where it's the like metal mask with these super long grill limbs yeah very you're like i literally do not know what's gonna happen yeah this it's only something for the first time yesterday okay and i once they appeared i was like i'm in uncharted territory yeah my <laughs> understanding of the oz films yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the electric shock therapy it no. was it was <laughs> the men on wheels well see the electric shock bit it sounds like you know sometimes people will go on twitter and go like you know if this really happened to this person then this would happen that's what this film is. It's like some 
Twitter smartphones yes. go, Dorothy would be fucked up, but it wouldn't yeah. be us. Dorothy oh, would be traumatized. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And actually, I do think what's funny about this one is that it really sort of makes the case when I was watching it, you know, I suppose because there's elements of, you know, the hospital and what has happened before that sort of take place in Oz. It really makes the case that this is like a delusion. Like this mm. is just some sort of like not like a psychotic break that she's having she's just been caught in a, in a hurt when you think about it she was a little girl who was trapped in a terrible yeah. hurricane whose home was destroyed who has yeah. already lives with her aunt and uncle doesn't have a lot of structure yeah. and is trapped in this story that she's telling yeah. herself but it was just so grim even I think the sense of poverty which I don't think is house. yes mm. and just the sense that they were so worried about money and trying to get the money together to bring her to this doctor and worrying about having to take out a, a second mortgage and, and Uncle Henry's leg I know her being like his, his leg's better and yeah. like the absolute bare bones horse cart yes. it's literally like two strips of metal on a box essentially yeah. I know and her, her looking for the, the details that they chose to focus in on in those first scenes in Kansas where she's like looking through the dirt for the eggs yeah mm. and you can see the dirt on her hands like mm. it's really it's very poverty focused yeah her dress is cleaner by the time we get to Oz for sure but I think it's a lot of this down to bulk just being an incredible presence mm. that she just looks pale yeah. and for, she's mostly eyeball yeah. like she just has a really um distant kind of feel about her like mm. she just gives it a bit like it does it's sad as fuck it's sad yeah. in the beginning it's sad in the end it's sad all the way through yeah. but it, it definitely has a more literal feel of a person who can't access the safety that she in the delusion that she previously was 100 percent. you know yeah like the da- the oz that has been destroyed has been destroyed by this yeah and she can't sleep you know that that the mm. thing of like that's why they're bringing her to the doctor as well she is that sleep. you know that she's come home from oz or she's sort of recovered from this and and she's just clearly, she is traumatized, as you yeah. said. And it's like, they're really worried about her because, you know, they keep coming in. She's like, I just can't sleep. I can't sleep. And you're like, this is dark. And it's because it's even from when Aunt Em comes in and says, it's past one. Yeah. In the kids movie, you don't hear about those times. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's when you really, like, it's like, it's 10 o'clock. Like, it's not like yeah. being scolded for being up late. It's like, it's two. Yeah, unless it's you know like um, the BFG, so it's like the witching hour and the giants are out, and yeah. you know, so that kind of time of night is considered quite dangerous for children yeah. Yeah. and like un unventured through. Yeah, but like and then you, then you have that the first kind of sign of magic, and I think the only like sign of magic in in the story is the the shooting star. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, it's 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 a message from my friends and Oz, and you, I mean, if this was your child. You would be like, what are we going to do with her? This is yeah. not okay. And at the turn really of the century, you would send her to the doctor. Yes. And unfortunately, at the turn of the century. Yeah. Oh my God, that nurse is so creepy. Um, yes yeah. the dress was amazing oh my god the shoulders <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like yes very I terrible. want this dress yeah. big puffy sleeves terrifying shoulders yeah it was very on trend actually I was like this would if you were wearing this out now people would be like oh my god I love mm-hmm. your dress <laughs> now it would be like it's autumn autumn winter 2020 yeah. like on the nose <laughs> but uh, she but the nurse uh, what was her name does she have a I don't know I mean she reappears in she, Oz and she's Mombi yeah. yes yeah, oh my who god. We have, oh my god. yeah we haven't even got <laughs> there yet <laughs> but she re she re she comes back again you know but she is um, out of one of those excellent anti-mothers that mm. you see do you know like mm. those non-mother figures within storytelling where she should be a, a nurturing point yeah and she's not yeah it's yeah. the coldness actually and yes. I think it's yeah that's quite unusual. I suppose for women, you're not really allowed that lack of warmth. And if you do have that, it's like, oh, you're a monster. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And like that she asks, she asks, can she sit up on the cart as she's being wheeled to the... Uh, just, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just strap her down. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's... 
oh, it's 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 so absolutely not a children's film, but it also is absolutely a children's film in so yeah. many other ways. Um, so, so yeah, we get to we get to. Oh us. yeah, sorry. So obviously, so they're in the Emerald City, um, and which has been destroyed, shattered. Um, all the people there have been frozen in stone, and then the wheelers arrive. Um, and she's kind of cornered in this, you know, they, they're they're approaching her, and then the the talking hen says the key, you know, that that had that she thought had been taken by the falling star at the beginning. So she manages to get into this little room, and that's where she finds TikTok, um, and uh, TikTok helps her um, escape. And then they're kind of on their way. They're going to go and try and find. They're going to go to Mombi's um, first Princess Mombi because they're hoping that the scarecrow might be there because obviously when she left the scarecrow was made the king of Oz so she just doesn't understand like what has happened how has this happened like why is it in ruins yeah, there's a lot of mystery right yes that's something that I thought was like the storytelling is excellent yeah. because you the delay of information like you really until towards the end you don't know what's happened yeah like it's uh, it's as unsettling for anybody who had watched any or read any Wizard of Oz story like because you, the Emerald City is meant to be beautiful and it's, yeah. it doesn't even give you a hint. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. like it's just shattered. The only thing that we see is the little face in the wall that is communicating with some unseen mm. voice, which we learn about later. But we do see a little bit of the old like, magic. The old magic being like, oh, she's here, she's back, you know. Yeah. But it's very couched in yes. mystery. And actually, do you know what I think is interesting even when you say that is is the constant sort of reiteration of Dorothy Gale mm. and like this sense that she's really powerful. And I just think, oh, that's so rarely afforded to girls. You know, that that, mm. that these that they're really they're nervous of her, you know, that they're mm. they're there's a kind of an element of fear there or an element that she could that she's powerful enough to change things back to the way that they were and I just thought that was really interesting because it's you just don't actually see that a lot with you, you know they're usually the sidekicks she's you know? the witch slayer she is yeah, yeah. she dropped the yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah 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 and kill the second one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, she's you know a bit of a badass <laughs> but through this really like I was talking to Kerry about this after we watched it where it's just like the um the hero's journey for Dorothy is not really dissimilar to the hero's journey for Alice mm. in Wonderland right where they just mm fall into a magical world and yeah. a bunch of stuff happens yeah. but the legacy that's afforded to Dorothy Gale mm. is not really afforded to Alice in the same way mm. where it's like oh she, there's, a, there's a, a mystery and a myth around her yeah even though she's only like a child I know and she seems even like you know there's all those stories about with Judy Garland that they had to like strap down her chest and they had to but like she seems like a like a teenager you know whereas like mm-hmm. this Dorothy is a child like yeah, she's yeah. nine or you know that kind of way like yeah. she's like a proper kid she's mm-hmm. not made up in the same way Garland's Dorothy is no. there's not a tap makeup on her yeah. there's nothing she's... like she's a girl and she's she, but she's not aggressively gendered yeah her girlhood yeah, yeah, is yeah. not the question yes no absolutely because there's always a kind of an edge of romance for Dorothy around the scarecrow and they love her yeah. you know like when this when she meets the scarecrow and the tin man they they adore her yes you know yes we don't get that with this Dorothy yeah it's but not... it's, she's just so small like yeah. you couldn't there couldn't be anything that would be really great I mean this story is kind of dark enough we don't need to add like, anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know her eyeballs she's just all oh, I know so this massive eyes. blue eyes yeah, oh my yeah. god it's yeah she's it's such a an incredible performance from her um so yeah so they come into this um this palace um and this is where we meet princess Mombi, who is just kind of strumming her guitar you know like some loser at a party in sort of 2005 <laughs> you know um and um really beautiful and in this amazing outfit again so with loads of uh, stuff at the back like yes very 80s yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like a lot of sort of adornment 
and she so the um so Dorothy asks her about um where's the scarecrow um and uh Princess Mommy is like oh you know come with me and they're going it's this incredible wealth and and be and loads of like guilt you know like gold and mirrors and they come into this corridor um which is just I actually had this as like um my Facebook sort of profile picture for ages because I was just obsessed with that image so it's this long corridor and there's like little chambers um on each side and in each one there's a different head and Princess Mombi like sort of unscrews her head and then takes up another head um, and it's just women that she thought was beautiful that she would just take their head and sort of enchant them and then I mean I do think that would be amazing imagine if you were just like <laughs> okay Gigi Hadid or Angela Jolie here go. today yeah. let's do this um, and uh, and then she looks at Dorothy and she's like, you know, I think you're going to be not. No, she does say, you're, you're, not like, you're not beautiful. She said, but you've got a certain prettiness. And she said, I think I'll lock you away until you're old enough and your head is big enough that I can like take yours as well. Oh, just and that image. Amazing stuff from Teresa Balk at that point where she's just like, uh, you'll come with me now to the tower. And she's like, I will not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not oh, believe yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> and she I says know. it so firmly. Like, she's brilliant. Because she goes from this, um, there's this, a lot of really weird, sad silences in that. Because, yeah. like, it's that real, like, it, that's why it's frightening, you know, yeah. these weird gaps when she's when mommy says something terrifying and bulk just eyeballs her but she says that uh, you're very beautiful to her at some when she puts on the name that yes she, what do you think she doesn't know what else to say i know like, what else can you say i she know goes, oh, you're very beautiful and then it goes straight from you're very beautiful to i will I not i will not uh it's a really disturbing scene yeah like, i think there's i also think you know it's as an adult watching it now i think there's something so interesting about the commentary about women and beauty and youth because mm. when we see Princess Mombi's original head she's older yeah. and less conventionally sort of beautiful as the, as the other heads and I just remember thinking God there is something so fascinating about this about that idea of like our worth you know as women that how like how that's directly sort of correlating to how physically attractive we are and I just thought that something almost desperate about this woman in a way you know that that witches are always sort of you know they're always sort of deemed to be these old jealous hags and that's kind of what happens to you when you get older you just want to you want to eat the young you know you want to like consume their beauty you know for your own I just thought there was something really pathetic and I mean that in the kind of the true sense of the word I think very sort of um, just I don't know that longing that she clearly had just to to fit into that mold or to be beautiful. I thought was so startling actually watching it as an adult. Yeah, and it's it's frightening as a kid because you're more Dorothy, and for yes. me it's more frightening as an adult because you're closer to her. Age. Yes, exactly. And the multiple heads thing is when we first see Mombi, she is young, like young. Ostensibly, she looks about twenty. Yeah, and she's chilling with her loot, yeah, under wall <laughs> in this giant palace. And as we follow her through the story, she's middle aged to yeah. older. Like she's like older, yeah, and that's when we see the sort of the truth of her evil is within that age and the deception. I'm using lots of air, air and verdict commas. The deception that she plays on us when we first meet her is that she looks young and soft, yeah, mm-hmm. and then she becomes older and more harsh, yeah. So there is there's a lot of like very nuanced stuff there about the cruelty of somebody becoming older, and yeah. then you see a, cr- a cruelty and a hunger, yeah, in a woman who is older. Um, it is complicated it's like it's that maiden mother crown mm-hmm. cycle thing mm-hmm. uh that is played out right in front of you yeah you know uh, and and definitely more so because dorothy is not a judy garland teenager yeah dorothy's like a child year old like, yeah you know yeah, so there's yeah, yeah. a very different set of fears there she's more likely to trust 
Yeah. The soft-faced Princess Mombi. Who 100%. is like, you know, like 20 splash and soft and blonde. And then when we see who she really is, mm. there's a... And it's very nuanced. Because these, these are all beautiful women. Yes, yes. They're all absolutely. Hollywood actresses. Yeah, yeah. But... There's nuance. Yeah, the fear of aging. Ooh, you know? it's right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I was very confronting <laughs> at 35. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then we go up to the tower. Yes, we do. And that's where she finds um, the, well, I was going to say scarecrow, but like the pumpkin head. Um, and uh, I do think this bit is really funny because he's like, oh, she's forgotten about me because she hasn't put on head 22 in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, Makes and, sense. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, okay, if you go into cabinet number 31, there is the powder of life or the, what was it? The, I can't yeah, think. Powder, it was powder, powder of life. life yeah. I honestly laughed so hard when I saw it and like, in bla- like it was just the packaging powder of life <laughs> and then at the back there was like instructions I was like that is not how, what you normally like see kind of yes yeah, yeah. you know it was just like I was like that's not normally what you see with sort of magic um, magic powder it's like Laura Mercier's magic yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would buy that but anyway yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah but it's that bit again where she like mommy has gone to bed and she has to Dorothy has to untangle like the you know the key is wrapped around her nice. wrist nice. and it's that kind of anticipation where you're like oh shit is she gonna wake up and, and then oh when she goes in and to find this and all the heads wake up and start screaming when they see her, Dorothy it is Gale. so scary. Yeah, like it's, they know. They all know who she is. So yeah, like it's, exactly. Oh. It's, I suppose it's a bit like you know with Harry Potter. Sorry to mention the war right now, but anyway, and yeah. um, you know when you know that idea of like everyone knowing him and him being the chosen one, and mm. I just think it's so cool to watch it and be that it's a girl. Do you know that it's like a little girl? I just think there's something really cool about that. Who wasn't kind of a dick about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but and who also doesn't have parents, but doesn't sort of make that her defining uh, characteristic. Her whole personality like that man, right? Yeah. But her whole guess, personality is traumatized by a natural disaster, yeah. right? It's very different. <laughs> Much more understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so then she sprinkles the powder with some really incredible, like, 1985 oh, yeah. sort of Somebody's like, dotted a highlighter onto the Exactly, film that's, that's exactly what yeah. it looks like. Um, and they they create they make the moose head and the sofa um, come to life and then they sort of fly away on this. The moose they, is so good. He's like, I yeah. mean, I'm alive. I, I feel I'm not, that's fine. He's so... I really could take it. Take it or leave it at this point. He's comic relief. I was yeah, like, this yeah. guy's funny. Don't remember that either. At the pumpkin, I loved because his I found his voice really reassuring, and I couldn't figure out why. So then I googled him. It was Brian Henson. Oh really? So there's, a, there's a little yeah. Kermit just in the back of his oh, throat. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So I found him really like nice he's to like, listen to. He's yeah. really pleasing. I had that yeah. exact experience. Like I know his voice, but yeah. I don't just know his voice. His voice is in my like bone marrow. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I, I like deeply know this, and I was mm. like, it's fucking. Of course, it's a Henson. Yeah, <laughs> of course, I can tell a Henson a mile away. I can sense him. I love. I love his. I. I Kerry uh, found him very upsetting, actually, Aww. very disturbing because he turns to Teresa Balk and it's just like, "Are you my mom?" I know. And she's so like, affecting about no. that. No, and he's like, "Can I call you mom?" Because yeah. I don't know where my mom is. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay." And there is something. It could be because she is so little and he is so comically large that there is something really, really, really sad about it. Yeah. And he's so... And again, it could be the current voice problem. Yeah, yeah. Or Rob, it's, he's Robin, isn't he? Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. the baby frog. Mm. So it could be something really sad about his voice, but there was just something that really killed me about it. And his his phys- his puppetry is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it obviously becomes very important to the story later is his head. But... um. Oh, I just thought there was something really sad about it. I know. Really sad. I know. You it's know? Fun. It's a bit like this was Wendy and the Lost Boys. Mm. That kind of search yeah, yeah, for yeah. like a 
That's men all over. Yeah. Always looking for a mother figure. Always looking for their yeah. ass. Yeah. And this guy in skinny jeans and... Oh, and yeah, I know. It's so funny. There, she's like, shh. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so loud. It's like, oh, oh, like rattling away. Did you take, like, yeah. um, And he's like, they're all useless. Yes. You know? Oh my God. TikTok pure. is helpful. Yes, TikTok is helpful. To be fair now, the other two are pure useless. They're just, they're just bits of household objects. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah, to be fair, what was I expecting? Magic really, you know? together. Yeah. Like, and poor Dorothy's like, well, they're my friends now. Yeah. And her earnestness oh. in being like, I love you, you're my friend, is really powerful against the darkness of the landscape. Yeah. That she's just like, I love you and you're my friend and I'll take care of you. But I suppose if you think about it, like, you know, in both, you know, Dorothy doesn't have any friends. You know, it's not like she has any, like, there's not any other kind of girls around her age. Mm-hmm. You know, in the original, it's like the farmhands. Oh. There are her only sort of interaction. And then Aunt M em and Henry, and I presume in this, they were like, she cray. We're yeah, not going to yeah. have much <laughs> to do with her, you know. Poor girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off she goes. Like, it's a, and I think in other, like, if, I don't know, I feel like we're discussing this more as a horror text. Because mm. it is, I think, I made a few tweets about it last night. And the reign of people being like, I'm still traumatized. I'm yeah. still in the theatre from that film. And it really fucked me up. Um, as a piece of work of horror, you're dead, right? The 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 big factor in Dorothy as a captivating hero is that she has no people around her. Mm. Like in It, for example, which is about a bunch, the, the first yes. large parts of that story are about a bunch of children who are all dealing with individual terrors. Dorothy mm. is abjectly like by herself. A hundred percent. And they're like you know? imaginary friends nearly that she has. You mm. know, like this pumpkin on top of a broomstick, basically. Yeah. And then a moose head like and pulling a sofa. A sofa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really sad flimsy yeah, yeah. yeah flimsy and then the chicken who is aware of Belina who is aware of both Kansas and Oz yes who is like this weird bridge plane walker chicken. yeah, yeah plane walker yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like who can move between realms right? okay okay yeah. um, sorry there I was like I don't yeah. know what's happening uh, but that is cut Mind, yeah, <laughs> but but she moves between those two places but she's also a fucking chicken which is sort of I know what is happening here. Like, yeah, I know it is. It's uh, it's it's a bit bizarre. On? So we go then off on the back of the magic sofa, sofa. Um, to and then that which is falling apart, like it's held together basically with like a hope and a piece of string, mm-hmm. um, and then it starts falling apart, and they land on what we know as Gnome Mountain, where there are again the the graphics of this were so funny. You know, like the 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 eyes appearing in the rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is actually the funniest thing ever. Um, Little faces like so it's like she's here. And then we begin to realise that the chicken's important because they're like, and the chicken is here. And I was like, what? What's happening with the chicken? And I was like, because I haven't seen this again in years. Yeah. But they were all really nervous about the chicken. And Princess Mombi was even just like calling up Gnome King on her like magic phone being like, Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> we have to get rid of it. We, we, we have to get rid of it, man. And it's really it's such an odd detail. I know. Yeah. I'm like they didn't see this very well. I'm like, what? What's the chicken got to do with anything? Um. So the gnome king is pissed that Dorothy um is here. He's awful. He is yeah. awful. Um. So he has basically told her like, you know, haha, you know, I am in charge now. And he's wearing the ruby slippers. <sighs> Yeah, which under the weird. rocks. Now again, this is basically like a giant rock. I'm trying to give a visual for the people I think, listening. Yeah. I think Gnome King is such a misnomer because yeah. as I was watching, it's like, you're not a gnome. You're just mm. a piece of rock. You're just like a wall. You're the wall king. And he's, you know, <laughs> he's really upset because he thinks they've taken his emeralds. 
Isn't there seems to be a big? He, oh, he, he thinks yeah. all the jewels belong to him. Yes, yes, because but he's they were a you know originally, so yes. taking them back. Yes, yeah. I mean it's quite some uh, all beef with the wizard. I feel like was yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. A lot yeah, of people yeah, are yeah. making up for the wizard's <laughs> bullshit, even though he's gone uh, now. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, he sort of tricks her into this is very odd, in that they can go through into this other room with this collection of ornaments bits yeah. yes um, and um, but if they guess correctly which one like our which people, one was the scarecrow yes, yes. scarecrow yeah um, and then Princess Mombi is on her way which by the way was the there was a lot of kind of like, I was like this is kind of SNL like she was in this you know she, the, the wheelers and like she was whipping, whipping them, them and as they I was like there's something really I don't know did you get that vibe as well I feel like we, d- we did have to stop and go hang on this is the whipping stuff came out kind of, of nowhere sexual or something. super yeah. sexual yeah, wasn't it? Um, so, but not like in the kind of a, when you're watching Labyrinth and you're kind of just like he's holding a riding crop yeah <laughs> yeah huh this is more like whoa she's hitting him <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a bit more direct yes. they haven't shown an unwillingness to move before you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that's basically all they do that's yeah so. <laughs> literally yeah. on their hands and feet man yeah. like it's bad and there, there's these cut scenes of the wheelers pursuing Dorothy and the furniture that she's hanging around with. Um, and uh, there you go through this desert, this really horrible sequence, which I remembered. Like, I have, as I was watching it last night, I had these kind of flashes of memory. You know, you remember images from the movie yeah. instead of the whole thing. But if you touch the ground in the desert, you become sand. Yeah. And they did not shy away from showing one of those wheelers fully turning into sand and crumbling. It was, I know, very uh, 80s do body you, horror. Do you not think though a lot of these movies that we watch in like, you know, the 90s and stuff made us think that like quicksand was a genuine problem that we oh, were yeah, all huge. going to have to Never address at some point. Yeah. Never dealt with it. Lies. Yeah. 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 And it was just like, I was like, sand might be dangerous and like we live by the beach so like this is unnerving but um yeah so that bit again is quite the what, what is it called the something desert the desert of despair yeah like something yeah. Like a little yeah. bit like there was always one of those in these films from this time this yeah. sort of like yeah. the fucking swamp of sadness like we've yeah. got yeah 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 <laughs> the place where the bad shit happens yeah it needs to have a bit of a, a bit of linguistic kind of trickery yeah but the the uh, quicksand it's quicksand i feel and piranhas um, and Bermuda Triangle uh, yeah well. there's no I have mm-hmm. never had to deal with a triangle I've been in Bermuda Triangle it was fine yeah yeah I'm here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are, you are you for real you live, yeah, you live yeah. I was tail. 10 years younger when I went into it but it's uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's no harm yeah. but the yeah that we, we get a kind of a montage of the pursuit of the wheelers mm. but generally it's all timed so neatly that by the time like one by one the furniture gang go into this room of the ornaments yeah yeah to decide i mean honestly was the ornament not the most obvious thing you've ever seen in your life it's yeah. like giant <laughs> like yeah. it was like and she's like i wonder which one of these it'll be i was like oh for fuck's sake do you think it could be the green one there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think, uh, i was like i know now to be fair it was a scarecrow on a broomstick and um a talking couch that tried to guess before but i was like come on come, come on, on you guys now, you know yeah. like, and so then the scarecrow is back and i thought it was a really interesting choice because you would think that the temptation with this would be to have the exact same costuming mm. as the original, but they're these very warped, kind of slightly unsettling yeah. versions of like the scarecrow, and then we see the Tin Man and the and the lion. They're a little bit odd. Yeah, I feel like that's because MGM owned those designs. Okay, because they they had to pay. Does he have to pay MGM to use the ruby slippers? Because it's silver slippers in the book. Oh yes, yeah. you're right. So I think that's why the Tim Man and Line don't speak as well. Because mm. those personalities could be just 
Titus. That is so yeah. interesting. The scarecrow was weird. I preferred him gone, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. unsettling. It's like kill them all. Yeah. And I they, feel very, just, they felt more human, and the, like they really mm. did see. There was that kind of uncanny valley. He's wearing a mask, slightly like instead a, of painted. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it doesn't seem like they they don't seem as real. And you the know? puppetry on his face was this doing more shitty hand movements, but it was very like. It was just open closed. It was yeah, open yeah. closed. Yes. There was no expression. Yes. Yeah. So it was not. And again, it didn't line up with how dark the rest of the landscape was. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, was yeah, like yeah. Illustra- it was much more like an illustration. So that made it even worse. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was It was. kind of unnerving actually when, yeah. when he arrived. And you're like, this is the guy you left in charge of the, like no wonder <laughs> shit happened to be honest. This no wonder guy? the place fell apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think you should go back to the Gnome King. And yeah. as all the, as Jack and TikTok and uh, the couch, who they let, who they sent in first, yeah, <laughs> uh, turned into object, turned into ornaments. Yeah, like furniture, <laughs> more furniture. Um, the gnome king became more and more human. Yes, mm. and that was really gross. Yes. His eyes becoming more and more yes. like, present, and he becomes more like the doctor. You know, that was yeah. going to do the that doctor. Uh, is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could yeah. see that those kind of the features getting picked out in the mm. stone the beard and stuff. He yes. has a really weird physicality. Yeah. When he's the doctor, the way he kind of is like he holds himself. The way he leans in, he has extremely long legs. Ugh. So he kind of lunges in on stuff in yeah. a weird I way. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when he's the actual, I've actually preferred him. I thought he was like cooler and more scary just just before he was human. Mm. Yeah. Because the the actual rock animation is really really good. Yeah. For mm. It was stop motion. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool because yeah. it was like how you imagine rock would move, not yes. all at once. It wasn't smooth. It was yes. like rocky. Yeah. Because I mean, some of the animation is atrocious in the way that I was like, how is the when was the film the original film is it the 50s yeah uh, 39 39 oh, sorry yeah. 39. Yeah. yeah so sometimes I was like how does that look slicker than <laughs> this one like from the 80s in a yeah. weird way do you know Kerry made the point last night that the one in the 80s was as far away from oh, no, the originals as we are now oh, from the one in the 80s we old mm. it's still it's eight. nearly 40 years mm. it's fucking gross I hate that you, you, do, you do not love to see it yeah <laughs> I fucking hate to see it um, uh, it's really sickening but the in the original they weren't trying to use animation really it was all no, very that's true. Yeah. yeah, which I, in a way actually now looks better yeah. because mm-hmm. it can't date because it's real if you know what I mean yeah. you know so I find does. CGI worse though I find uh, like watching CGI fantasy graphics uh, I, I dissociate from them like I don't know what that is yeah, no, yeah. Stuff, early 90s stuff with CGI is better than late 90s stuff because they, they can only afford a little bit of it yeah. Yeah. that's why Jurassic Park hasn't aged but like stuff from like 97, 98 it, isn't yeah, it yeah. interesting it's like the more you use the more dated it becomes mm. as I suppose the technology just gets better yeah. Where, yeah it's really it doesn't look right yeah so while the animation in Return to Oz is rickety like you can see the thumbprints like mm. it's mm. almost like Harry Harryhausen like that mm. Jason and the Argonauts kind of look where you can see someone making a move yes mm. and especially as you get into the final scenes where the Gnome King is like huge yeah. and everyone else is very small yeah and there's it, it's an amazing face off like it's a great yeah. ending yeah um yeah so then they basically they figure out which one of the ornaments is anything that is green oh my god again you're all so thick but anyway <laughs> um and they but also then the rock starts dissolving mm. um trying to remember this name from i've lost at that point i was like okay come on now darling <laughs> it is too yeah, yeah, yeah. very long i was yeah. like oh my god you needed to edit at least like 25 minutes out of this you know um so then uh, they, yes, they, they fly off on the on the flying couch. Um, do you want to pop in here now? Because I'm like, my brain is... Oh, so he, 
tries to eat the couch, feeds the couch, yes. they manage to get the head back. Yes, sorry. Luckily. And then he goes and he to eat Jack. The pumpkin upside and, down. And yeah. Belinda is in. Has been hiding in the. Because yeah. at one point, like, where the fuck did the chicken go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they don't say it. But Belinda <laughs> is in Jack's. They show her talking out of the eye a couple of Which times. Which is yeah. kind of yeah. weird. Because it's like we've been led to believe now that like Jack is, you know, like. Not human, but, but alive. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's like she's just in your head. It's really mm. creepy. And also, she knew to hide. Yes. And knew when to finally lay an egg. Yes. Yeah, but she also, knew. what yeah. was that about? Like it was Nons like hate eggs. They're yeah. it's poison to them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like dogs. No, no. And sorry. Yeah. Is this like? Is this like? Is it, yes. No. It's oh right. Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> the way you were talking is like. Oh, is this something in fantasy fiction in general? No. No. Last night I kept saying, "Why is?" What is this? When all they the have eggs to do, become poisonous. All they, they needed to, to. They needed to set that up more, though. Like, they needed to be like as simple as environmental storytelling of putting a few signs around, being like no chickens, like mm. like no chickens allowed. 100%. Oh, chickens are cancelled. Like it would have been a really like because they did the environment, the really upsetting environmental world building of mm. beware the fucking wheelers, yeah. which was really distressing. Yeah, they could have done stuff. A hundred percent. Or chick- Princess Mombi could have been like frightened of her or of yeah. Belina. Or the wheelers could have tried to get the chicken with yeah. more than Dorothy or something. Like we taken just one or, or two lines. Yeah, yeah. Like just a little, it was just a tiny problem. Um, it's so weird. So then the chicken lays an egg and then the and the gnome king is like, no, not eggs. <laughs> I was like, what no, is going on here? Going? And also I, you would think that, I mean, I love eggs. You would think that as a child maybe that this would... You know, that you'd think, oh God, you can't have eggs. Eggs mm. are really poisonous yeah. or, you know, but then, so then he just dissolves. Yeah. I mean, it's water in the, the first eggs. one. So. It is oh, water. that is yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. But that, somehow that makes more sense. <laughs> Do you know what I think? <laughs> yeah. It does. There's it does. something yeah, yeah. about like a water and a witch or I don't know. You're kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. It's a bit more him. literal or something. Well, he does this chicken laying yeah. an egg in his mouth and he freaks out and dies. Yeah. Mm. Screaming poison, poison, poison. Yeah. And it's like, no, not eggs. What is happening? And then here? the whole kingdom falls apart, and they yes. all yes. And then magically, the Emerald um, City is repaired, mm. um, and the people are coming and back to life. That's a really lovely sequence when you can see the Emerald City full of life. Yes, mm. it's not, we're not we're not spending long enough. And also, they get their heads back. Yes. Well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, because obviously they, there was the statues with the women with the you know that were headless. The dancing women. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So cool. And they fully rat her out as well at the end. <laughs> They're just like, fuck this bitch. She's been. She's like mostly responsible. They have her in a cage. They fully have Princess Mombi in in a cage at the end. And the girls whose head she stole were like, yeah, fuck her. Man. Yeah. She's. Like, you know, um, and then Dorothy says that she wishes because you know they're getting they're like oh don't leave and I, I I'm like Dorothy why do you want to leave like you have to go back to like the only friends you have are your mm-hmm. aunt and uncle who put you in a mental institution because they don't know what to do with you yeah. um so I was like I'm not sure why you're going back to mm-hmm. Kansas anyway I'm just like I wish I could be in both places at once and then Ozma appears oh my god I was obsessed she's so cool. The dress, I when I was a kid, it was just you know exactly you know when you're a kid and when you, I'm not sure if they do it anymore, but you'd get dressed up for parties and you'd have your party dress. It's like oh my god, if I had Ozma's dress, it was just it was this unreal. extravaganza. Um, so then she arrives and she's beautiful and she's blonde and you know, perpetuating all sort of Western beauty standards. Um, uh, just you know that I would deal with for the rest of my life. But um, <laughs> she is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and she's she's going to take over as queen. And she's she the girl. Isn't who... that deadly as well though? Yeah. It's like Dorothy is the chosen one. 
And then they're like, fuck this scarecrow, you've been doing a really shitty job. And they're like, here's this other 10-year-old that is now going to be our queen. She's got it, man. And she's been locked away since before the wizard. Yeah. And she's also the same girl who helped Dorothy get out of the Institute. She is. Yeah. yeah. So we've, we, think we, only, we do see her, the rule of three works with her. We see her in the Institute. We briefly see her in the mirror. I think they could have, I think they yeah. could have spent longer with her yeah. and Mommy at the mirror. Yeah. Um, and then she just quite serenely... Yeah, releases Dorothy back home, yeah. and Dorothy does get the opportunity to bail. The, the gnome king is like, you, like I can send you home with these slippers right now. You know, mm. when things are starting to go wrong, and she's like, no, I have my to furniture that. needs me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friends. No. Oh my uh, yeah, so then she's back, and they they kind of they, there's a search party looking for, her, yeah. and they find her in like the weeds, you know, of this of this river, and you can just see like um Henry and Emma are just. Oh my Distraught. god! Beside themselves, yeah. um, and then which I thought was really interesting, is and then they were like, oh, that the 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 electrical storm and that the uh, the um, hospital burnt down, yeah. Um, and then we see the nurse ratchet type figure being carried off in a in also in a cage, like she's obviously going to prison. And I was like, oh, so they obviously have been doing some sort of weird. And that is mm. set up. That is set up in the beginning. Like they do the spend screams. quite yeah the screams mm. and like the girl who plays asthma like in the hospital asthma, um is like they these machines hurt people yeah and they're putting them away like yeah. there is a threat yes present there because it is what they're doing is experimental it yeah. is sort of like and again it's a bit it ties back further to Oz as this sort of mad scientist in mm. like or the Wizard of Oz being a person who runs Oz with machines and the, yes. you know the first film and the first story is that he's this giant hologram head and like there yes. is sort of this turn of the century mystique around electricity and like it absolutely in, you know yeah and I the, the image you know the, when they say the doctor has died because he ran back in to be with his machines or to save mm. his machines there was something really interesting in that as well and that he prioritised the machines, machines over people, over people. Mm. and um, there is there is a moment in the beginning when he's fucking creeping around and he's mm. trying to explain how the fucking electro the electroshock therapy machine works and he points out the reels on it being like a mouth and yeah. eyes and and the tongue the tongue yeah. weird yeah. detail <laughs> like <laughs> this is its tongue like, and it, he like, moves uh, and it's like why are you telling her that yeah. <laughs> Like Jesus, huh? like it's a uh, yeah. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he died. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no justice. Um, and then she has a bedroom of her own. At the yeah, end, you know. And then she can talk to Ozma through the mirror. So like, I'm gonna think Dorothy's gonna need a lot of help in the yeah. in the coming yeah. years. You know, a um, lot of therapy. I'm sure um, at a certain point Ozma's like, oh hurry, she's she's here again. Yeah, she's, here. I'm <laughs> she's busy. back. I'm yeah. running a, a country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have a job, Dorothy. Yeah. I don't know about you. Actually, all those ornaments in the room hint at a much much bigger world there, there seems to be like Asian influence stuff and mm. like all kinds of eras and things oh there's oh, loads yeah, yeah. yeah in I the books think about that. there are so many Frank Elbaum books mm. like the Oz books are endless they're all quite short again mm. like yeah. I think uh, I've only read two or three I'd say but you, I don't even know how you would go about reading all of them yeah. do you know there's so mm. many and it's a bit like in Blighton do you know where it's yes. just like there are 8,000 famous five stories there's a whole bunch of different Oz's yeah. like and uh, it doesn't quite go into full like Tolkien boring fantasy but there's a lot there is the politics of Oz is real like Mm. those wicked books are set in a timeline of Frank Elm Bounce mm. making do you yeah. know it's, I think it's bigger than any of us really yeah that's so interesting would have been exposed to yeah I think you know it's funny when I first read um, like one of them it's that problem I think of coming to something after you've seen the film and 
which I would rarely do, but I suppose obviously that movie was such a, an integral part of my childhood. I was obsessed with it. And, and I think that when I first came to the books, then I was like, oh, this isn't like the movie. So yeah. I really wasn't that, in the way that like with Ian of Light and I read every single Ian of Light book that has ever been written. Because yeah. I don't think I did that with that because I was like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why with Return to Oz that, it just like lodged. I, yeah, I, it really, there was something about it. I think the imagery is so strong. Yeah. Mm. That is just one of those things that I think for years afterwards, and it was it was nearly like, you know, the way now with the internet, it's so easy to kind of find people who like the same things as you do. Because I think when you're younger and if you've seen something or if you've read something, and sometimes you don't even remember the name of it. Yes. Mm. And, it's, and you're trying to explain to someone, you're like, it was like this, and then this happened. And there's a corridor and all these women's heads. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's just really hard to come. And it's, whenever I would meet someone who had also seen it, I was so excited. Mm. You're just like, oh my god, and remember this and remember this. Because I didn't have it, uh, like, I didn't have it on VHS. I think as you, it was probably one of those things that I'd seen on TV and then maybe I'd rented a couple of times, but just it was just in there. Yeah. And I think it's that, I think sometimes as children, like, where we, like, kids are dark, you know. Mm. I, I had to, um, doing a, a judging was a judge for a um, a children's uh, short um, story competition and it was at the start of lockdown and it was really interesting reading some of them because they were so they're so concerned with with death um, and with there was loads of ones about like Nazis and there was you know about like the virus and you just I think sometimes parents try and shield their children from it um, and protect them and say oh, I don't think this is suitable and I mean definitely like most parents today would say this child this the return to Oz is not suitable for a seven or eight year old this is too scary because I think there's something about like the 80s and the 90s where there was a darkness to a lot of like children's books and children's movies and I think that kids appreciate that absolutely mm. and I think this is something that my mum always says to me because I'm always just like what were you fucking doing let me watch all this weird shit and just like <laughs> Very hands-off parenting. Like, yeah. yeah, one, the TV works, and two, like, it's a safe place to be frightened. Yeah. You can go into, like, the Wizard of Oz hellscape, be scared out of your fucking mind, and the things that you are afraid of, like, it's a set of metaphors. It's yeah. not real. You can yeah. go to those places, and, to, and there is something exciting about being scared. Yeah. Being scared is not the same as being in danger. Yes. Do That's you know? Conflict yeah. is not the same as, like, trauma. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. the same. We have an amazing capacity for being scared and coming back exhilarated. Mm. Like, that's why horror exists in industry. Yeah. And, like, fantasy horror, which I will put Never Ending Story under. I'd yes. put Labyrinth, Dark Crystal. And there is an oeuvre, sort of, of these late 80s movies yeah. that are set-oriented. Like, I always... The Brazil uh, is, is the one I always talk about that film in terms of just astonishing set work where you just feel like you're somewhere else and it is menacing. Mm. But you're fine. Mm. You're on the other side of the screen. This is fine. Yeah. Mm. And you can learn something in that liminal environment about mm. danger, about who to trust. Yeah. Kids are fucking, they're dark, but they're smart. Yeah. Like they can sus, they can suss out a fraud a mile away and they know their own limits. Yeah. Like absolutely on one hand, Return to Oz is like not appropriate for children but like it actually is 100% appropriate for children yeah 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 it's 100% appropriate for children yeah like so is The Dark Crystal so is Labyrinth so is Never Ending Story mm. they're fine mm. Kids. actually Henry Selleck who directed Nightmare Before Christmas worked on this film oh really yeah he's he in did. the art department somewhere and then yeah. he did he did Coraline as well he did oh, so I love like, Coraline it's yeah. definitely a continuum there yeah. but they're rare it's like every 10 years yeah. you get a, and it's a, definitely a becoming one. more I think 
I suppose parents are just more, like we see it, you know, I suppose they're just more protective of their mm. children. I remember having someone say that everything was like their 16 or 17 year old daughter and they're like, oh, I'm not sure if asking for it is, you know, if, she's, if it's suitable for her. And I was like, what? Like, it just felt really strange. I think mm. it's that sense of, because I know when I was a kid, like when I turned like 12 or 13, no, 12 actually, my mother, we, we would go to the library every Saturday and she was like, okay, the kids, sec- we're not going to the kids section anymore, into the adult section, section, you know, here's this book, here's this book. I don't know. There was just kind of a sense of okay, trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember my mother like asking me that I think like Reservoir Dogs was suitable for me when I was thirteen. I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, you know, I'm I've watched it. I'm fine with it. A kid will decide whether like I get this with spare and stuff as well. Like Mm. where I get asked what the appropriate age is, and I'm just like the kid will decide a hundred percent. If they don't, if this book is not appropriate for this child, they'll be bored. They're bored and will be how they reject it. Yeah. Do you know? Not anything else. Like, I, I think we should trust them more because they know, no, with fantasy right. and, and horror especially, yeah. they know their limits. Or it's too, I remember reading, um, we were in a, in a sheer, I think it was like eight or nine, and we were staying in a holiday home and there was a few books, and you know, that like mm. I mean, I was just always, whatever book, let's read this. And it was Flowers in the Attic. Oh, And wow. I remember just straight away being like, oh no, 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 this isn't for me. Like, it was as soon too as far. the sex started too happening, far. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I feel really uncomfortable and I'm putting this away. You know your like, own boundaries yeah. with fiction. Now, it's not yeah. the same in reality. We all know it's not the same in reality, please. God, we all know that there is a real life boundary, but when it comes to kids and engaging with fiction, yeah, they know, yeah, if yeah, they don't yeah, like yeah. it, they'll stop reading, yeah, or they'll go over their heads. I think, as well, do you not think mm. that I remember watching Pretty Woman? Like, well, again, talking about parenting, where were my parents? Yeah, um, it's like this is totally fine. And I remember the scene where um, Richard Gere, you know, he has her on the piano and he's kind of stroking her, and they're obviously about to like ride and like, but my, she was wearing this silk camisole and my mother used to wear this silk dress and like every time she wore it I used to love touching it. Yeah. So I was like, this makes total sense to me. He's just really Fabric. into the silk. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just so funny. <laughs> and then watching it as an adult and going, oh no, no, it is not the silk that he is uh, worried Wires. about here. You know, just completely. <laughs> the wrong way but it's fine yeah. your brain like does yeah, the thing yeah it does understand you know? it the way it can you know like there's much there's definitely much worse movies and much worse things like I remember I definitely I saw The Exorcist when I was nine and that's why I'm horror novelist yeah um, <laughs> but I remember there's a very distinct feeling from I'm so scared this is awesome and like I yeah. feel like this embedding itself in me like with The Wizard of Oz or with the with Return to Oz or with um, Labyrinth or whatever I'm like I'm so unsettled and no 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 yeah. no 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 yeah. which was what seeing The Exorcist too young did yeah. do you know I think like, it's like as growing up in a Catholic country though I do think there's something about like with Return to Oz where you're like oh well this is clearly fantasy whereas yeah. I would think something like that would actually be actually really happen. scary because yeah, yeah. you would really think this is a possibility oh, like yeah, yeah. being you know possessed by the devil is absolutely something that could happen to me you know it's real yeah that's, yeah. that's reality yeah like, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's something no really scary about that yeah. yeah whereas there is and that's what's nice about the animation and about the sets is that it looks unreal yeah so you're kind of safe yeah you know no, absolutely like you're not in any danger you'll be changed by it yeah. but that's what good storytelling does is that it brings you somewhere else it changes you and it returns you safely yeah that's how fiction operates or like no. fantasy operates especially yeah. and that's with yeah perfect for return to Oz yeah and I suppose the thing is actually with return to Oz is that it's the part in her world that's the scariest mm-hmm. actually because it's that thing as a, as a child of being like not 
understood and not believed yeah. and not heard. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when, I mean, the electric shock therapy, like that's terrifying. Yeah. So actually when she goes to Oz, there is that element of like, well, this is, even though it's really scary, there's that remove from like real life as well. That like mm. that fantasy element, I think that makes it feel even safer. Yeah. And there's a heightened, a heightenedness to it. Yes. And like a, a madness to it. Yes, like exactly. This. And the design and the wheelers and the costumes is mm. all quite over the top. Yeah. There's also less of a divide between children and adults in Oz. Yes. Whereas when she's in the institution, like she says, which may lie down and stuff. Yeah. Whereas she's Dorothy Gale, she is, yes. she's equal. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a hundred. Yeah. She has to do what she's told mm. um, in the real world. Whereas she's going like exactly what you said earlier when um, Mombi says we're going to go upstairs, and she's like, "No, we will not." Yeah, I'm no, Dorothy Gale. Yeah, yeah, she has much more autonomy, um, and is just like, "Fuck off," do you know? Mm. And she can say no. Yes, like and that uh, with her politeness. Oh, yeah. You know, it's that's what I thought was so interesting. And in where you know the nurse says to her, "You know, lie down." She said, "Can I sit up?" And she said, "What did you? What did your aunt tell you before you left?" And she said, "Though." that I would do what I was told mm. and it's just this level of like this is what happens with women particularly I think we're taught to be polite and that we can actually end up in situations that are really dangerous because you can we polite don't... yourself all the way to hell 100% like... but you know that you're you're in somewhere you're like I don't feel safe I don't trust this person but you're, you're being polite and then like you like you can literally end up in like a really dangerous situation as a result I just thought there was something so I find interesting this about that as well worse as an adult even than I was when I was a teenager I always I definitely feel this where I will if if I feel threatened, I become so polite, like just polite through the roof to a point where I'll walk away from that situation and go, did I just fuck that person? Yeah, <laughs> not now. I hope not. God. Jesus, oh we're not allowed to do that anymore, Sarah. No, I haven't hugged a living person in my life <laughs> under coronavirus. No way. Um, no, but before, like genuinely, I walked away from the situation going, did I just thank that person or did yeah. I just? And you feel sick, but yeah. the and and it's exactly like being Dorothy Gale on the trolley. Yeah, where, you're where like, she's like, no, I don't want to do this. But okay, like yeah. I suppose I better be polite. Yeah. And uh, I something else that I love about the writing of, of Dorothy in this is that she is so loving. Mm. Like the openness, like at the very end is when she's saying goodbye to everyone. She's just like, I love you. Mm. You know, like there is such a like a purity to the mm. way that she handles this, and um, the feelings that she has about Oz are so obviously important. Mm. Like, it's not, like, the the delusion of it, or because, you know, as, as adults, you see both sides. You see Aunt Em's sorrow and her frustration. Course, yeah. You feel... And her fear. Oh, my God. And she's an amazing actress as yeah. well. She, she was in Carrie. Oh. She is, um, she's in Twin Peaks. She's Catherine Martell in Twin Peaks. If anybody's seen Twin Peaks, she's oh, wow. Catherine who runs the log mill. Um, but, you know, you, you feel for Aunt Em as well as Dorothy, whereas as a kid, you're just like, no she loves these people mm. you know and uh, I think that's the big pathos in it for me really mm. is how much love Dorothy has yeah and the loss you know yeah. that she that she has to say goodbye that she mm. can't be really in both places at once and you know? so quick the, the it all starts getting bright real quick and she's like oh wait now yeah. you know like it's yeah. like yep, game over like it's done you mm. know so I don't know it's a fantastic story it's a uh, yeah I, I was really glad to get to revisit it mm. because it holds up. Yeah. I think it was pretty, like, I think, like a lot of films, you know, particularly sequels, I think it was probably panned mm. at oh, yeah. the time. Huge. You know? Yeah, too like, dark. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, it's a bit like Grease 2. I love Grease 2. Do you know, though? We I just did Grease 2 last year. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's so... I just really love it. Like, and Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. You know, we had a re- we had an hour and a half long episode with Pam from Pillow Queens last week uh, or two weeks ago where I watched Grease 2 that morning and I was like, 
am I having an event? Yeah. Like, what is what is happening on the screen? Why is this film eight hours long? What is happening? And there's a huge amount of people who love this film. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. just adore it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go on a lane. Like, I was just like, is this... Re- now, the way I came to it in the end was like, okay, so this is about Michelle Pfeiffer disassociating entirely from her situation. So yeah. watching Michelle Pfeiffer having a dissociation episode. She is amazing in it. She's oh my God. And so beautiful and just, oh. But everything else is just so bizarre like it's so the motorcycle song and like what he's doing it's really it is funny it is so cheesy uh i want the reproduction reproduction (laughs) is there something i feel like i skipped into a parallel universe where everybody's seen grease 2 secretly loves grease 2 (laughs) and it was only revealed to me last week i just no you know what in six months i'm gonna be like guys do you know it's like a cold kid yeah (laughs) it's gonna worm its way into my spotify playlist but yeah it's it's that thing where and that's how cult works right is that it's actually not about the mainstream potential it's not about box office numbers it's about individual meaning it's films that get into your nail beds and like live there you know like they actually don't happen very often and nor should they mm. you know and that's what we often end up talking to people about on Jimmy mm. yeah. is the weird ones yeah you know? because I suppose there, as I said there's that sense of not having a chance to talk to people about it yeah do you know whereas now you'd probably have like an online forum or you'd have like some sort of you know Live situation yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas I think it's that just the joy of being like I really want you to watch this it was, it was an important thing for me as a kid and I rarely meet people who love it yeah. and will you watch it and then we can talk about it and there's kind of a real joy in that and then there's, there's this moment again like just with Grease 2 where it's like holy shit this meant something to a lot of people but nobody yeah. vocalises it yeah. and it was so long ago that when you yes. really loved something you were like I'm really into this movie like yeah. it was like <laughs> yeah. it was quiet yeah or I think you felt like you were the only one yeah. you felt like you were nearly the only person who'd ever seen this you were the only person who ever loved it yeah. so it's like a surprise when you find someone else who also saw it and who also yeah. loved it you know yeah and it's good and it, it's, it's something that should still be like I don't think it's how people are going to consume media now because there's cultures and fandoms and no matter what you're interested on the internet you can find it yeah absolutely whereas yeah. we simply did not have that yeah and there are still things I'm remembering from my own childhood like there's a few episodes where I was uh, researching and finding all of this stuff that again you remember images or you mm. remember like songs but you don't remember the name necessarily yeah. and there's still my god we all watched a lot of TV you know, we all oh watched God, a lot did. of TV and a lot of movies, read we a lot did. of books. The, like the, the third, the third parent um, for many of us. Yeah. Okay, Louise, tell yeah. us about tell your us book. Tell us about your book. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was a little gear shift there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is called um, After the Silence, yeah. um, and it is set on an island called Inishroon, which is off the coast of West Cork. Um, and this very glamorous, wealthy family, the Kinsellas, have set up this world-renowned artist retreat center there. And the youngest Kinsella son, Henry, has married a local woman called Keelan. Um, and it's at Keelan's 36th birthday party that this violent storm engulfs the island and it just completely shuts them off from the uh, mainland. And the next morning, the body of a young woman is found and no one can get off the island and no one can get on. So it has to be someone there who's done it. And then, 10 years later, the death of the beautiful Nessa Crowley still haunts the Irish people. So a team of documentary makers arrived to the island, determined to find out what happened that night. It's very, it's very good. Like, I know you probably heard that a thousand yeah. times this week, but it was such a good, that was so good. 
my, my friend had a day this week. She just spent oh, the whole that's day reading so it. nice. Yeah, oh my god, really it's actually good. been really funny because yeah. when it was published, there was all these people like texting me the next day, going, "I was awake until five a.m. I just couldn't." Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Yes, sickener. That's what yeah. you want. That's it. Them spooky islands. Yeah, like it's a fantastic. I'm, I'm pumped about it, and Anna." I feel like it's exactly what everybody needs right now. We're all on islands right now. I know. <laughs> it's actually quite weird, just like themes of isolation and loneliness. And mm. it's like, wow, I was just, I, I created the coronavirus. Right? Okay, okay, you heard it here first, here, yeah. listeners. You heard it here An first. exclusive, a juvenile ex- exclusive here we've got. Sarah, where can we find you? On the so. internet and in my house, Alan. I'm mm-hmm. at Griffsky on Twitter and... Like that's it, give or take. What about you? I am Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter. Juvenalia pod on Instagram. We have a Patreon. There's bonus episodes. One about Hamilton's gone up sometime oh, soon. Cool. Where, where I laughed so Sarah. hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I laughed so hard that I made myself cry. At your own joke. At my own joke. <laughs> yeah. Which was, whatever, you'll hear it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to Tall Tales for having us. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you, lovely intern Sarah, for reminding us. Um, thank you, Dean McDonald, for our artwork. And we miss you, Alan. Yeah. And is that's it, everything. Where is it? Oh, Helen's in Vancouver. I was going to say, the way you looked up to heaven there. I realized I'm dead. I was like, what happened, Ellen? I always do this. I always go, we miss you, Ellen. And, uh, and then like, it's real sad. It's like, she's in Vancouver living her best <laughs> okay, life. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm she's, she's, that we've like, you know, thriving. that. No, yeah. thriving in Vancouver. But we still miss you. We still miss yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Louise. Thank so you much. so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's a Bye, everybody. Bye.